0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host Ash Thorpe and this week we're joined by returning guest, Alexandria Neonaki, who is currently a character artist at Naughty Dog. Alexandria catches us up to speed as she discusses her transition from UI designer to character artist and what has been motivating her during the long nights of freelance work. We also discuss the odd and often complicated world of social media and dealing with negativity online in the form of the internet troll. This is a common issue that keeps popping up in daily internet life, it seems, and we do our best to begin the process of dissecting and investigating possible ways to navigate these odd situations. Alexandria and I also discuss the complex issue of equality in the workplace, namely the video game industry, which is slowly evolving. This episode is brought to you by LearnSquared. LearnSquared is an online art education platform that is founded and powered by industry leading artists from around the world. The thing that makes LearnSquared unique is our community and the ability to connect directly with those that you admire and learn applicable and usable knowledge by those that are leading the way in their particular field. If you're interested in sharpening a particular part of your creative abilities or simply curious to see how others work and problem solve, head over to learnSquared.com to begin your journey. Here we go, everyone, episode 152 with Alexandria Neonaki. Let's roll. All right, so um, welcome back to this show. It's been thank you. I think it's been time flies by, so I apologize. It might have been like a year and a half since we've last kind of spoken on Skype via podcast
1: yeah it's been it's been a while. I don't know exactly how long either because yeah. time is terrible, but yeah, the it's industry, been a while
0: it eats our time, yeah, yeah,
1: it's yeah. just gone. It's here and then it's gone,
0: <laughs> but I mean, there's been. That's a significant amount of time. Has there, I mean, what have you been up to? What are you excited about? What's going on with work? You know, is there something that, um, that you're really dedicated towards right now? Or, um, yeah, what's getting, what's getting you up in the morning, basically keeping you excited?
1: Uh, so since we last talked, uh, shipped uncharted four, hmm. uh, moved on to, uh, last of us 2 I'm still at naughty dog. Okay. I'm probably going to be a lifer.
0: there. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, huh?
1: Yeah, it's good. They treat me good. Uh, I got my green card thanks to Naughty Dog. I actually, hmm. talked on my Chase podcast about that one, awesome. and so now I just do freelance as well, which I don't have. If I didn't have a life before, I definitely do not have one now.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> I come home, I do more work, like children's books and things that don't inter. I can't like do other games or anything like that. So I do children's book work. Um, and it's super rewarding. Uh, it was always a thing that I wanted to get into. Um, it's not for me right now at this point in my experience with it, something that I could make a full time living off of, but Mm -hmm. it's been really interesting, um, doing it part time and seeing, you know, the comparison between working on violent video games (laughs) and then working on, um, (laughs) lovely little children's stories is very dissonant but also kind of an awesome change of pace for me um
0: polar worlds yeah yeah,
1: it's very different uh I definitely need to learn how to balance my time a bit better though so I actually have free time to just sit around and do nothing um because right now I think I'm a bit of a workaholic
0: yeah yeah don't burn out too much that's actually something that I've um the past couple years have been this like go 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 and I've been reading a lot of literature and books and just kind of on the cognitive damages that that does to your your mind, your body, just on that kind of like nonstop go. It kind of creates these weird ruts where you don't have enough time to really clear, like sit and have deep thoughts, you know, Um, which is kind of scary because I'm like, damn, you know, <laughs> a lot of art is it comes from those deep internal like emotions and in- inclinations of like how to pursue whatever it is that it is, whether it's like. A composition or a color or whatever it might be, um, a lot of that comes from that. So I've recently been trying to like cut back, get better sleep, get meditative thought and thinking, and walking my dog and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm doing like the opposite of you right now. So, but I know (laughs) what it's like to feel like that, that completely like I'm an empty shell and hello, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm jealous. I you know, I spent so much time worrying about getting a green card. It's the thing that most immigrants worry about when you come here. Like I'd like the option to be able to do freelance and then you get a lot of it. And I'm very grateful for it. It's the projects that they pick for me. I have an agent, um, and they just pick the best projects. They're so suited to me, but it's still, you're right. Like you need that time and there's nothing like working on your own stuff. Um, and I do find that it, It inspires me like I'm generating all these ideas for my own content. I just don't have the time to do it. And that's very upsetting, I guess, right now. Because I know that once I do get the time, I'm also going to be burnt out and exhausted and maybe (laughs) not willing to put that time in. Um, So it's this horrible catch-22 where like when you don't have freelance, you're like, oh, I should be doing freelance. And then when you do, it's like, I just got an idea for a personal project that I want to spend all my time on.
0: (laughs) It's a Um, difficult one. That's a really great thing to be to have a challenge for. You know, it's always so funny. Like when people say I'm bored and it's like, wow, like what a crazy luxury it is to feel bored. Like, that's so weird. (laughs) Like, how could you possibly be bored in this like era? You know, (laughs) there's so much to do, you know, like there's so many things to learn. There's so much information like right at our fingertips. Like I just get overwhelmed just thinking about how much how many books I want to read. That that alone is like. Oh, man, that would keep me going forever. I love with your personal work, I can definitely tell that you love it and you're in your zone because, I mean, all your work is really great and I'm not trying to say anything bad about any of it. I just, there's a certain resonance with your personal work that really stands out, which I think is really great. And I think that's, um, I, I, I equate it to like the sandbox analogy. Like as your, as a kid, when we draw and do things, is similar to, how we would play in like a sandbox and when we go off to work at companies a la naughty dog or whatever paramount or whatever um like other people come in that sandbox and they you're like whoa get out of here I like i'm playing with my toy they're like no put your toy over here and then and then put a love interest over there <laughs> you know like yeah get out of here man you know like so and it, it, it kind of dilutes that purity um when you're making personal work but Um, I don't know if that's a similar thing for you if you're just kind of jamming and you just feel it, or if everything is kind of like coming out flowingly. Um, but I I I can tell, so it's cool.
1: Yeah, I always say this um to kind of my coworkers. Like I don't feel like art is a team sport. It's kind of a personal thing. And so when you're put into these situations where you're doing work for somebody else or you're on a team doing work It is very unnatural I feel and I also think that's why in school they always tell you like don't get attached because they have to tell you that like everyone says it because everybody does kind of get attached and everyone does kind of take it personally Cause that's just the nature of it. Yeah. So it's this weird, like, unnatural situation we put ourselves in when we're making art for other people. Yeah. Uh, art and prostitute. I always find, yeah, <laughs> I always find my personal work, um, for me anyway, just feels better. It just because I do get, you know, you sort of get to try new things with sort of reckless abandon. You don't have to worry if it's not good. No one has to see it. Like I have so many unfinished things just floating around on my desktop um, that just, you know, I tried something new, it didn't work out, and that's it. I move on. So Mm. the stuff that I show of my personal work is stuff that, like, oh, I tried something new, and it did work. Um, Mm. So whereas with freelance... What's that ratio
0: usually for you? The success to failure rate?
1: (laughs) It is, like, maybe 3% of things I make (laughs) I show people. Mm. Um, But, I I mean, except for... <laughs> Except for the, you know, the the paid work, um you, you know you just got to do it. You got like power through it and get, get it done and make it work and there's something amazing about that too like it forces you to be creative when you really don't feel creative or when you feel like oh this isn't the way I would do this like you know you have to find your way around that and I think that's pretty important as well so I don't know. I just miss I miss the freedom being I miss being like a free artsy person just making my own stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's um, again. Yeah, I think that's where the purity really comes through. You know, it's like your intentions and your thoughts and just everything that makes you you as a child or your 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 habits or whatever your flow is. It it comes out naturally um, when you're just doing it as you would on your own you know so but i do think there's something interesting with the dynamics of working with a team and obviously working at a video game company you're working with a massive team with many different egos and different situations and social and you know bits and pieces how do you navigate that because that's that does get quite complex and are you still doing ui which i think is so ironic because your art is so (laughs) different from ui and I, i feel like sometimes um I have maybe something similar to you where it's like, I don't wanna just do UI people. Like let me do something else, you know. <laughs> um but I mean uh, blessed, you know, very thankful to have the jobs to do it. But um
1: Yeah, but. it's actually um I wanted to talk to you because I know that you just did um a bunch of stuff for uh, Ghost in the Shell. You mm. did concept work, which looks really cool by the way. Um oh, Thank you. And I have also sort of switched roles. Um dogs really good to me. And I kind of after Uncharted was a little burnt out on UI um, and I still love it, but I needed to take kind of like a step back from it where I could sort of still kind of be a part of it, but not be the only person. Um, So they were like, yeah, sure. They hired in uh, this awesome artist, Janice Chu. So she's kind of um, taking over UI and I'm now in character design. So Ah. um, I'm like moving in that direction. It's sort of a. Migrating yeah the great and,
0: migration yeah yeah you. <laughs> uh yeah.
1: and they were all like you know the the powers that be at Naughty Dog were super cool about it like wanted me to you know do the thing i want to do and i've been doing that stuff for a while mm. um you know they i sort of had that opportunity to prove myself by like doing a few pieces here and there uh, when Neil would ask me to do some things. And so it was definitely like a full project that it took for me to get to this point. It awesome. wasn't just like, hey, I want to do this. And they were like, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it feels really cool. And I still do have um, it, it actually kind of made me care a little bit more about the UI in a strange way, because um, I'm again, I'm not the only person when you're the only person doing it. You have to think about things like, well, how long is it going to take me to like get these assets set up and implement this? And like, yeah. you know, all, all of the other steps involved that can make it a little difficult to be objective, I guess. Like um, now I can look at it and be like, oh, I don't think that's a good solution. And it's not kind of tarnished by how long is this going to take me to like set this up and, and like, get this going and who <laughs> yeah. i have to tell like what's the pipeline going to be like but like i don't have to think about that stuff that's so much nice. anymore yeah um Free and so up. yeah like it can <laughs> be like oh let's talk about like what's actually a good design solution for this um so yeah good it's for you my role is awesome. changing it's become this weird nebulous thing Most people now know like okay yeah that's she does character stuff now but it's still mm. kind of like this in transition thing
0: that's great though I mean good on you it, it, it's it's unfamiliar territory and you gotta I think that actually makes you better because you have to prove you know when I was yeah. doing concepts work with on, on Ghost in a Shell it was mainly um the people I was working with was Mache, who's amazing freaking guy and then yeah. uh, and then Vitali. and it's like dude you guys you guys, you guys need to <laughs> slow down a little bit <laughs> hold up there you know like don't forget about me yeah <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of fun and it was great times and and it was um you know like you know we, a lot of times with this stuff is like i always say like iron sharpens iron you know so if you're around really talented people um that's the thing i think which is really good about being in those environments is it sharpens you if you're up for the challenge it'll sharpen you beyond what you could do by yourself you know like yeah. I often think to myself, like, I probably wouldn't be a very good artist if I wasn't around and, and if I do, it didn't, it wasn't so influenced by so many artists around me, you know, like all these greats from the, from the era of my childhood, Otomo and all these guys, you know, like, damn, you know, I can I can't imagine. It's like when I read those books or I see those things and I imagine you probably the same way is like it, it just resonates with you beyond. You're like, wow, this is so I, I don't know how they did this. <laughs> how how dare yeah. they? You know, <laughs> it, I, to yeah. me that's the best. You know, it's like it's just the best.
1: Yeah, Naughty Dog has a really good group of um, concept people, like in the character team. Um, Ashley Swadowski is my lead, and she's been like so helpful and like trying to build up my confidence. I have a very different style than everybody else, and at first I thought that was going to be a bit of a problem, but. Um, the way our pipeline works and how games have kind of shifted it's sort of more about storytelling now and less about like at least with character mm. um, it's more about the story less about like um, like making something look photo real yeah. um, it's still it's different in environment like we're kind of completely different uh, departments but so you know I have these people around me who were really good artists who all themselves have their own styles and who were all like really willing to kind of like kind of boost me up a little bit and I don't think I could have done this at all without having that group of artists a- including the environment team too like John and Eton and and Nick and like those guys were super cool Mache too he was there for a <laughs> brief period of time in the beginning of yeah. me switching over um awesome. so yeah it's like being around those people and those really talented artists it just sort of you're around them every day and it kind of promotes growth like you're like oh I you know I I can't sit here and you know not want to get better when I'm around like people like Young sits next to me and I'm like damn that guy's like a classic painter just sitting here busting out amazing paintings every day.
0: (laughs) That's awesome and I love that to me that's the greatest too and good on you for making that migration because it it is totally it, it is a different thing UI and character design or whatever concept work it's they they're very similar I think but they're very very different and and you have to yes. be ready for it and you have to be very o- open-minded in a, in your approach and everything has to be like just on point but that's awesome. Well it's really cool to hear like it's good to see like progression and growth and stuff and are you happy where you're at now is like this is this keeping you content?
1: Yeah, actually I feel um re- like really really happy with uh, how this has gone and I feel like you know, Ashley is my lead and she's such a good lead. Like she's just really good at that. And before this, it was just kind of me trying to like, ah, what am I doing? UI, I have to like go talk to all these like departments, which is its own. T- that's to me, was the biggest challenge of doing mm-hmm. UI is like trying to manage people and like expectations and things like that. Um, and so having that buffer now where I can just kind of like, learn and create things has been really, really freeing and like mm. a great feeling like, Oh, I can actually just sort of sit here and focus, um, and like figure out what I'm trying to do here without sort of having to be pulled in multiple directions. Mm. Um, trying to get the UI together.
0: <laughs> that deep meditative thought. Yeah. Which is very important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You can have those like, f- like those flow moments where like I could sit there and paint like today. I, I, you know, I had one of those moments where you just paint for like seven hours straight and then you sort of break out of it and like, oh, it's the end of the day. Okay, cool.
0: Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing to get paid to do this kind of stuff? It's so cool. Oh, man, yeah.
1: I think about that like so much now. Like, oh, I just get to sit here and paint stuff. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's also really important to remember those things too. Because sometimes, I don't know if you Uh, are like me where it's just like I get kind of up like oh man I don't want to do that like how come I have to do that or I just caught get caught up in my own emotions and my ego and all that stuff and then um, I don't see like you know how I should is just like wow I'm really privileged and blessed to be here I guess it's a good mix of both of those things because if I if I was just always like just so considerate of the fact that I'm so lucky I would never want to be better or grow necessarily like just progress in a heart in a faster way but I don't know. Are you, do you find that yourself too? Do you find that you just you get you're very um you just sit back and just think about the enjoyment of it, or do you constantly go, "It could be better"?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, always. It's <laughs> like we joke about it, right? Like everybody does. We're super, super lucky to be in the situation we're in, but we're in. But everybody always finds you know something to complain about. <laughs> like, sure, it's, yeah. it's just the nature of. Again, I think it's that. Perception. Art's not a team sport like you know you're being asked to paint something i feel i feel like painting plants most of the time <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like i always joke that i just want to like go out in the woods somewhere and live in a cabin and like paint paint succulents like that's my ultimate dream i guess but i probably wouldn't even be happy doing that so it's <laughs> like you're constantly like striving for something else would, i guess
0: would john enjoy that as well
1: I don't know. I feel he says he would, but I don't know if he would. <laughs> I mean, he always does as long as there's a good internet connection so he can game uh and like chat with his friends. But
0: <laughs> I, I, I like Nils know. the fact like the reason why to be isolated, I guess, but Yeah. But. <laughs> he grew
1: up in LA, so I have uh, a really yeah. hard time like picturing him actively living out in the woods for any period of time. but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah we're talking about john sweeney for those that don't know so yeah oh yeah it's my yeah. boyfriend yeah, it is your boyfriend awesome are you guys getting married soon or what what's the deal with that <laughs>
1: oh i don't know i don't know about that <laughs> all right all right all
0: right All right, cool i won't bug you about that then i guess there's no real rush right it's just kind of like nah. yeah that's good i have like some i have some close friends um some of them are just like nah, we'll probably never get married they're totally content with that and some of my friends are like we're never gonna have kids i'm like for them, I'm like, yeah, thumbs up to you guys. <laughs> 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 Not that kids are bad. Um, I, we have, my wife and I, we have our 11-year-old daughter. She's awesome. She's, she's great. She really tests everything that I know constantly and makes me strive to be a better person um, when, Wait, when she's I 11? should be.
1: 11? 11 mm-hmm. years old? Like almost an adult?
0: Yeah. 11? Yeah. She's old. I thought old for some shit. reason
1: I pictured you with like a little kid, like a machete baby like <laughs> no that level of baby
0: well I'm 34 but when I met my wife Kira was three years old so Kira, oh. yeah, so I I adopted kind of like well I just kind of had my wife and I was like yeah well I grew up with a single mom and so it was really tough for us like when I would meet like a, say like it would take um, like a, one of her boyfriends or something and it's really complicated and it's tough and you don't know your situation where you where you lie as a kid you know and I always mm-hmm. felt that I wanted to avoid that with my wife and daughter, you know, I just wanted to be like, okay, here I am and I'm going to do this. And this is who I am going to be for you, you know? And so we're just kind of removing that, you know? So I don't know. It's cool.
1: That's so nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, they, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am without them. So, um, you know, good and bad. So, um, yeah, it's family though. And I think that's kind of an important part of the journey. And, and also like it just, your family, if you allow it, it allows you to shape you, you know, if you take on that responsibility, I think it creates that pressure that makes you better. So, but that's my perspective. I don't know. You know, what do I know? But it seems to be working for us. So yeah, but no, I don't have a little baby. We do have a little pup and I was thinking about getting an, I I want to get another dog. So, yeah, I want to get a corgi. I thought like, you were gonna I'm like say I'm thinking of
1: getting. A, I thought you were gonna say I'm thinking of getting another little baby. I was like, oh,
0: that's, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna just pick one. Throw out. one yeah. into the mix. <laughs> no, I mean Kira's already passed. Like, she if we did that now, we would basically have to like hit the restart button. And we're just like, sure. oh, we're pretty tired. So yeah. <laughs> and Kira's great, and she's just she's enough for us for now. So we also yes. have our little pup, who's like the baby of the house too. So um yeah and then I was thinking about getting another little dog because I think that'd be so, so funny and I'm like I have this like obsession with corgis I just can't stop looking at them they're the cutest them. they're so cute I they're like little loaves of bread with legs it's so funny so
1: <laughs> my friend Lily posted on Twitter a picture of like a Shiba corgi mix oh. and I died I went like just down this dark spiral <laughs> of looking at pictures of them oh yeah and like considering getting a dog and i just can't <laughs> it's, yeah it's not possible right now but oh man it's like the cute it's just shouldn't exist it's yeah. really really cute
0: <laughs> yeah it's criminally cute yeah <laughs> on my instagram You'd probably buy like one if you and, looked it up <laughs> yeah probably i shouldn't i won't do that especially right now i'll probably oh yeah we're doing a podcast right <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, there's like one thing that totally ruins my my brain is like looking at cool cars and like corgis (laughs) it's like uh, it's just it's just like a weird queer weird little thing that i do so but yeah yeah no it's it's um yeah dogs are great though they really add like a completely different dynamic you guys have you guys have a cat right
1: we have two cats okay they're a handful so we don't (laughs) need
0: anymore john would have
1: like a hundred he would have so many cats if i let him like he goes (laughs) into those adoption events and just
0: browses
1: uh-huh. but if he goes by himself he's gonna come back with one so oh, i can't yeah. let
0: him i couldn't do that because i i would do the same thing so i know myself so i just don't even bother i just it crushes <laughs> me that stuff just crushes me so yeah poor but little yeah. poor little animals but, yeah. yeah but cats are cool yeah my I i've never been a cat person really i've had cats before they're they're rad they're very like um there's very self-contained which drives me nuts i'm like come here like wouldn't you want me to pet you they're like eh, fuck off like i'm gonna do something weird and then you're like chilling out and then they'd st- they like jump on you in your face or something yeah you're that's like, what the, the best
1: hell? part they're like
0: <laughs> random it's
1: like an earned love
0: <laughs> it is an earned love it's whenever a, they decide it is it's very weird so it's just i love dogs because it's just like all right i understand we are, we're sure. speaking the same language here so but yeah um <laughs> awesome so um the children's books you're working at the naughty dog still everything's going great you're you're adjusting and all that kind of great stuff how about we segue you want to segue sure okay cool so um well i've been wanting to talk to you anyways and i know we have some stuff going on learn squared and all that kind of stuff but i was when andrew sent this document off to me i was like Ah, uh, okay. This is interesting, and I asked for your permission. Just thought if you see if you're interested in talking about this on the podcast because it is a very dynamic thing. It's a very dynamic thing to discuss and talk about. And I think um, a podcast, from my perspective, is the one of the best devices to get this stuff out to the masses, to get perspective, and to also paint a better picture with more dynamics, more you know, just different angles and perspectives on this. And what we're talking about a little bit is. Um, equality in the workplace especially in the entertainment industry namely games game industry and all that kind of stuff it's just something that i'm completely aware of um, i see it all the time it's also just something that's quite interesting there's a weird phenomenon and um, i wanted to get your perspective on it and maybe you can kind of catch me and everybody else that's listening kind of up to speed with what's going on and then we can kind of maybe dissect it and try to break things down and have a bunch of questions too we can try to get into and start to dissect it and really what I would love to have is like a constructive you know process to, for us to kind of how we would deal with these things and I felt like you did some really great things and um, I commend you for your actions and how you how you dealt with it but catch us up to speed what, what happened and how, did, how what's going on now and where are things going
1: um, so basically, um this mega troll blog guy um posted a smear piece about um a female animator who I'm still not sure, she it seems like she had worked for EA or Bioware um something. And this guy basically claimed that she was a you know, the has been listed as the lead animator and clearly doesn't know how video games work because being the lead of anything does not mean you're solely responsible like an entire company sees your work um,
0: <laughs> yeah. so
1: just just from the very beginning has no concept of how um, video games work but um, also, this just kind of was very clear to me that he was just trying to attack her because she was a cosplayer and a woman and just mm. made some statement about how he knew why she got hired and insinuating that it had something to do
0: with like a sexual thing,
1: sexual favors or mm. and that that one really just gets me every single time I see it. Um, yeah, usually it re- the, it removes the
0: hard work and all like the, the effort, yeah. yeah, which is and I can't
1: even like begin to count how many people attribute any woman that you meet in games or entertainment success to something sexual mm. either how they look or that they perform some sort of favor and it seems so trivial like it seems like oh just brush it off but when it happens like over and over and over again it just gets to you like it just gets under your skin and I ah, just like the fight comes out of me when I see that I just got so agitated about it and normally I, I kind of um stay talk out to of
0: john or something about it and like vent or what
1: <laughs> yeah or ashley ashley's my like number one person i talk to you about things like this
0: good um mm-hmm.
1: just because you don't really want to make a target of yourself on the internet um it's happened to too many people mm-hmm. um so anyway i just went off i was like i hate this and i tweeted a bunch of tweets and i guess um Poked some angry. I guess GamerGate's still a thing.
0: <laughs> What's GamerGate? I'm totally Gamergate unaware stuff, of this like,
1: stuff. So oh, it's, it's terrible. It was, this poor woman got attacked um, for the stupidest reasons. Again, it was online like,
0: attack. Yeah,
1: yeah, troll and, attack and like then. viciously, like people doxxed her, and the, she had to leave her home and all this stuff. She was an indie developer, and. Um, hmm. Yeah, all because oh, it was just this convoluted story. An ex jilted lover or something posted something online and it was a mess. Uh anyway, it like opened up this floodgate of horrible, horrible people coming out of the woodwork and um just attacking any women or like people who were defending women in games at the time. Hmm. And this was like years ago that this happened, uh the initial thing, but it's kind of just continued on, I guess. And most of us I like get the time were like, oh this sucks. And then I guess the weird assumption that it had gone away. Um,
0: yeah, it's <laughs> kinda of it just you know? wasn't
1: visible. Yeah. yeah. Like it just like I just wasn't seeing much about it anymore. And um yeah, I guess people started they just started tweeting at me like tagging Gamergate again. I was like, oh, that's a thing still. That's interesting. Hmm. Um but it's not just that it too, like that's just become like kind of a buzzword it, it's more just like there's a lot of misogyny <laughs> around this stuff sure um and uh yeah I just started getting these stupid tweets from angry people um and I, I don't know I was just at work reading them and I was getting mad and like you don't like what do you do in those moments like yeah. you, you feel usually hopeless, I just don't, don't, don't respond you? like, to <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, like, okay. Usually I just don't, I just like, oh, let just let it roll off my back. I yeah. responded to one guy once a while ago and it, mm. it kind of taught me a lesson. Like, don't, don't respond you can't. to
0: these people. Yeah, You can't yeah, don't that engage. gives you the power. That, yeah. that gives them the power, you know, it's like, yeah, aha yeah. now I got you where I want you. And the trolls love that.
1: Yeah. And yeah. the conversation goes nowhere. It like it's occur. not going to, You have like fighting polar on Facebook.
0: opposite perspectives. They'll never see the, 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 the together, especially on Twitter, which I think yeah. we'll talk about Twitter, the device of Twitter and how bad <laughs> it is, I think, in certain respects. But continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it's a matter of, like I don't respond because I learned through Facebook that it's like it's not worth the energy. Like I'm going to get worked out. Yeah. And I'm not going to reach this person and they don't matter anyway. So like what's the point? It just doesn't yeah, I shouldn't let it affect me. But for whatever reason, I was very mad. I was getting a f- more than usual w- from, you know, posting this stuff. And so I was like I'm going to troll these trolls <laughs> and they like a lot of it was kind of along the lines of like oh, you'll all be gone eventually, like this stupid whatever. Uh, oh, so I, I was like no, I'm listen. just going to donate money to a charity for girls so girls make games is um this awesome charity that i had heard about a few years ago um, because somebody who worked for it reached out to me asking some questions um and it was like it was kind of always on my radar like oh what a great thing like i really want to get involved in that and so i was like I'm just going to donate to this charity on behalf of these assholes, thinking that I was kind of just trolling them back. Like, yeah. I don't really know what my expectation was on that. Sure. Um, and then it just be- it became like a thing. Like, a lot of my co-workers, including my creative director and the co-president, now sole president of Naughty Dog, Evan Wells, um, they donated as well. Like, they matched my donations. And it just started this... It was actually an animator who... Um, did the first one after me uh uh uh, linda chen um and a guy who's just like an art fan uh eric they they were the first ones to like kind of donate as well Mm. and then it like started this snowball effect like other people were like oh crazy we're gonna do this too like it just this chain reaction happened from it that was really incredible and i did not expect anything like that to happen and good yeah, it was – I've never – I don't – I wasn't expecting anything. I was expecting that I was just going to troll these people. There's good
0: people out there. A lot of good yeah, people. There's yeah, There's mostly good people out there. There's just like a 2% that just like, get out of here. Like, leave, please. Like, get out of here. She's <laughs> like the saddest oh, people that need the most love and, and empathy and caring. But it's just so tough, you know, because they're just so <laughs> lost, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and I guess that like as this sort of progressed – my mentions were a mess. It was mostly positive though. I'd say like 98% was positive and right. then there was this very low percentage that was like
0: 2%. Really told you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like really garbage stuff. Yeah. Um Awesome. And Twitter actually has done a much better job of filtering it because some of these things, some of the worst ones, I didn't actually see them unless somebody commented on them. So mm. if somebody I knew commented on it, like like responded to the person sure then all of a sudden i saw it show up Mm. um google's been doing
0: some stuff for that too to remove trolls they're trying to remove trolls from the internet this is filtering which is great which is really cool because it's like for the most part we don't need to see that we don't care (laughs) like it's just so dark and so destructive that it does nothing good for anybody yeah
1: yeah and i don't know what they're parameters are like some of them seemed pretty obvious like a guy telling me to kill myself like that's a pretty obvious (laughs) filter yeah um (laughs) but like some of them that got filtered i was like that's interesting like what about this Hmm. made them filter this so i didn't see it like there's they've got some interesting algorithms anyway uh and i hadn't filled in they have things that you can opt into like and i hadn't done any of that um Interesting. So yeah, it was hiding until people comment. So I had to like, mm. I had to tweet like, please don't comment. <laughs> like, please don't respond to them. Yeah. I really don't need to see it. Like, it's, it's cool. Just ignore them. Yeah. Um,
0: Focus on the good.
1: Yeah. But the good was like completely overwhelming. Like, oh, yeah. I just way, way more than anything negative that came out of it. Um, yeah, I
0: saw some. I went through kind of the Twitter conversation. So, so funny too, the Twitter conversations because it's almost like, at times, it almost feels like high school drama or something. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, you and yeah, and it's like this like funny, interesting conversation of like little moments. But then there's like these really cool, blissful moments, and I started to see it like kind of blossom and change and grow. And, oh, this is great! You know, like it's cool to see um, you find your tribe. Basically, you found a tribe. You know, which is cool. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it was very uplifting. I didn't yeah. know I had that much support on the internet. Um, Good. I. I didn't find out how much that we had donated or what we were using it for until um, Huffington posted an article on it.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: didn't tell me. They wanted me to read it <laughs> in the article. And when I read it, I just like. I was late for work. I was, I was like, kind of, you know, it'd been a rough day, morning. I was getting ready to go to work in the afternoon. And then I read the thing. I just started sobbing. It was like $20,000 that we raised for this organization.
0: That's awesome. And
1: I was like, I'm not going to work today. <laughs> like, I called Ashley crying. I was like, I can't do it. I'm a mess.
0: Like, <laughs> I'm just
1: going to cry at work. Uh, uh, good crying. Just, yeah. I would not cry over trolls, but uh, it was like. <laughs> just the most incredibly uplifting uh thing i just didn't realize what a good support network i had um
0: yeah that's awesome i mean
1: i did i know i have really great friends obviously they're good good people but Uh, the net
0: expanded though right because it got further out beyond your normal net the one thing i will say as being a devil's advocate is without the trolls igniting that passion within you you wouldn't have had that day you wouldn't have those moments you wouldn't have these new people you wouldn't have found your tribe so the the counter argument to a lot of this stuff and i constantly ask myself this is like are trolls good you know do they have a purpose and a reason and and i think the key here is and i want to get your perspective on it having done this is how do you deal with trolls what's the best way to deal with somebody that's online that's antagonizing you or trying to lure you into something that's dark and negative
1: so the thing with me because it was surrounding a positive thing i had i got to see that positive um whereas somebody like that animator when she got attacked it was just an onslaught of people being negative like she didn't have it balancing against a huge positive as far as i know maybe she had lovely people um mentioning her, but it seems like she just had an onslaught of garbage. Um and that's what mostly happens to Mm -hmm. the people that get attacked like this is they don't have that huge positive thing that's sort of like counterbalancing it. And so in that case it's like that is just pure trash that it happens to people. Um And so I think that this is an instance where it turned into potentially a positive thing, but trolls themselves are not positive. And it's this, like, I don't know what to do about it. Like my reaction was just freaking spur of the moment anger, basically. Sure. Um, not practical for every situation, obviously very kind of a one-off thing that happened. Um, like most of the time people just ignore them, but I really like there were, even though all that positive was happening, I was still seeing some of those messages and it does do something to you. Like yeah. I'm a pretty strong person, but I was like, dang, it sucks that people like hate me right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, nobody likes that. No one likes oh, to see we that. We want to be
0: loved and, and understood yeah. and, and heard. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah,
1: that's why we're on social media in the first yes, place. Exactly. Like you're there for positive affirmation. You're mm-hmm. So when you get that sort of thing, it's like, Oh shit, this sucks. like, mm-hmm. Um, and also I just felt really sad for them. I know I shouldn't. No, you should actually. I did. That's good. Like, they're the I ones felt, that
0: need the most empathy than anybody, you know? Yeah, but they're
1: just very, it's very, I was kind of watching one of them, like having conversations with people. Um, and it was like, God, what a it's dark emotionally person. Unintentional.
0: Like, yeah, they're just emotionally, um. Uh, immature unfortunately it's very sad
1: yeah yeah it's the equivalent Um,
0: of driving in your car and i get this all the time um driving in the car and then whatever happens you know driving then um people just act like knuckleheads in their cars and like just get out of your car then like (laughs) let's settle this you know like what's the problem here you know so but they'll it's they have a completely altered state and we all have those altered states in our cars i think the thing with 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 um well i don't know everybody but i for most part everybody i've driven with has some sort of like hey fucker you know they'll they'll spout something negative or get out of my way or whatever but Mm -hmm. i think that the the the, damn the the weird thing that happens with social media namely like twitter or facebook or anything so like they're documenting these things and they're saying them and they're resonating differently it's said that um physical harm eventually we overcome physical harm as long as it's not detrimental to like overall health and stasis of life. But mental harm is much more damaging it damages us way harder because we're very social creatures. Our mind and the way we interact and socialize is a very, uh, it's a very powerful part of our existence. And when we're dealing with uh, the onslaught wave of negativity, it, could be crushing if we're, you don't have like that support to back you up, or you don't have that like ability and will to to turn things around. It could be very detrimental and really, um, very bad. Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. I th- and I think that a big part, like you said, the car analogy in your car, there's this level of. There's a barrier. Like, you're in your car, they're in their car. Yeah. You feel, like, kind of empowered to scream at people. And it's the same thing here. Like, they're hiding behind... They're anonymous. Like, um, And that's why Twitter has these options now to... If somebody hasn't verified their phone number, you block them. If they haven't verified their name or something like that, you can block them. Um, and so, that's... Like, they get empowered by the fact that no one knows who they are. And they can kind of just... The scary thing that, you know, that the way that I see it is like in some ways it's their true self that comes out. Like they get to just, you know, be whoever they want to be and like, you know, yell at women on the internet and tell them <laughs> that they don't deserve to be in games and things like that. Yeah. And that's the more trouble. Like
0: to Wonder me, the more troubling from, thing, yeah.
1: yeah, it's that pervasive <laughs> thought that is like definitely being still- hurt
0: by women or socially awkward because they don't have like that love in their life or. What could that be? You know, I wonder why. That, yeah. That I deep mean, hatred. Cause that's like deep stuff, you know, like very dark. So
1: I think it's pretty systemic. It's like things that have, you know, the, this idea of entitlement, like being entitled to yeah, yeah. the thing you see in movies, like the kind of every guy gets the beautiful girl in the end and it all works out kind of thing. Like, oh, and that, there's, yeah, there's people that have r- <laughs> way more eloquently than me written about that the systemic issues around like gender and race and all of those things. But I do firmly believe in that, that it's a, it's a problem that's just been here for a very long time. Mm. Um, It's just kind of ingrained in everything and it it can come, it can sort of manifest itself in like almost unconsciously it shows up in these, in these situations. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just rough being on like the receiving end of that,
0: well men and women are obviously completely different dynamically in the way we're chemically made to and, and as a man just, i don't know how it is to be a woman i've like i mentioned earlier i was raised by a single mom um my wife and daughter i have them in my life and I'm, um i'm completely outnumbered now i'm joking no but like the thing is there's completely different dynamics the way that i interact and and how i deal with certain things and as a man it's like you it's like you they have an impulse it's like a very direct hardcore impulse you know and it's really hard to explain that it's like that testosterone kind of goes flying and it's just like you have these almost blinding moments and i think with what with a lot of these guys or these people men or women that are on the internet that are unhappy with themselves they're using this as an exchange to get that bad energy out the sad thing is it's just Like if only they could just have somebody in their life that would say, Hey man, like everything's going to be okay. I love you. You don't need to do this. You know, you don't need to be this bad person online. You don't have to be, if you have a problem, come and talk to me, communicate, converse with me. Don't use the internet. There's a, there's this title. There's this um, really interesting documentary. It's very twisted and weird. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called uh, tickled. Have you seen tickled?
1: Uh, John talks about that, wanting to see that. You guys uh, and should watch it. I'm, I'm like somewhat interested in seeing it, but it, watch it. pretty weird. It's um, super yeah, weird. Yeah, I'll watch it probably.
0: You should definitely watch it. I think it'll give you a really interesting perspective on this because it's really touching on what we're talking about, but it's very, it's just, I'll, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's very Interesting and dark and weird and gets into just, just like the internet and how weird the internet is and how weird there's some really weird people out there. And it's sure. important to be aware of those oddities and how to deal with them and kind of how to interact with them. Also, there's a, there's a film called Fox catcher. Have you seen that one with Steve Carell? No. Really good. Similar thing. It's, um, you know, very rich people that are completely unhappy, um, Manipulating people and doing weird shit, you know, it's like wow, this is so odd and weird and like balanced. But like, I think like we talked about, like, um, it's it's good that you felt sad for them because you should almost, but not in a pitting way. You should just be like, damn, it's a bummer, you know, it's a bummer that this is how you communicate. Like, do you feel this is okay, you know? Because it's not, it's not right. It's a totally unhealthy to tell random strangers they should go kill themselves because they have like an opinion. You know, it's like, damn, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, go take a nap or something or go eat go chill out a little bit you know so (laughs) but yeah
1: yeah eventually i just had to like kind of tune it out and just be like i'm not gonna look on twitter for a while (laughs) yeah and that seemed to be the healthiest solution for me just to walk away from it
0: good and then that's that's all you can do at times you know and sometimes um my friend chris told me this analogy that works really great is is you put up this shield you know it's you your personality but um as artists or just sensitive people we leave like the back like the our back exposed you know and then people are just going around and just stabbing us in the back like ah crap you know like stop it and i think it's it's really the the biggest the most powerful thing you can do is just turning the the machine off basically because it has no power if you turn it off you know at some points ignorance is a bliss you know Um, people that can deal with it headstrong I mean I applaud you that's amazing good for you some of my friends they're like I encourage it I think it's funny I'm like wow you're you're almost this is gross you know like it's it's like a video game for them or something you know so
1: yeah it's it's strange I mean everyone deals with it different right like you said it's like um and a lot of people that are have any sort of public opinion, um, you know, get sort of backlash. Um, journalists face it all the time. Like game journalists sure. get it constantly. Um, it seems disproportionate, often like more towards um, women or people of color, but or like trans people. Any there's basically if you're like a minority of any sort in this industry, you get sort of targeted. Sure. Um, but they're the male journalists that I speak to as well. Also, uh, endure it. And I was speaking to one of them. I was like, man, how do you deal with this? Like all the time. He was like, "Ah, I just, I block a lot of people. (laughs) I was like, "Ah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Like just block it out and ignore it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my stance moving forward. I will probably not engage like this ever again. (laughs) A a good thing came out of it for sure. I'm very proud of that. I'm happy with the result um and with what they've done with the money i think it's amazing what did they um, do with
0: the money so it's you oh, so you it, raised twenty thousand dollars for this whole thing
1: yeah wow, uh, so awesome. it went towards um a scholarship fund
0: okay. for
1: um a non-binary person that went attended um the the workshop uh so they're gonna have money to go to college which oh, that's i think awesome. is awesome fucking cool i'm that's really excited so awesome. for them what a great, um, so there you go.
0: And yeah. so did you are you going to get a chance to actually converse and talk with this person or is it completely, um, yeah, like, we
1: talked through Twitter. Like we kind of like, uh, the girls make games, like hooked us up through Twitter it was like, Oh, meet Nat, you know, they're going to be going awesome. to college with this money. And so I was like, that's yeah. amazing. That's so cool. Um, and the rest so that was a portion of it and then the rest just goes into funding um Mm. girls make games which they do workshops all over the u.s and if you have kids what's that
0: all about what's is is it for girls only or is it is it like is it like what's the what's the general premise for them
1: i mean it is for girls i believe um yeah i don't quote me on this one i believe like non-binary people definitely and potentially trans boys but i'm not sure about that one Mm. um but they're pretty inclusive, and they um, they basically have these workshop events where you you know it kind of gives it kind of gives these kids an opportunity to uh, create a game. They they actually make a game, so like they get together in groups and they're mentored by devs, and they make a video game. Awesome. Um, and it's sort of like a, a space where they can you know, kind of figure out how to do this stuff um in i guess kind of like a safe environment like they're just around other like-minded people and um it can be like it can be feel pretty exclusive in like tech in general for women is like a pretty it's a like kind of a scary environment to kind of get into so
0: what's um, um, um just from your perspective because I have no clue I'm a white male in America I have like <laughs> you know like I'm completely opposite so what is the the scary part of it so I can get a better perspective on that uh like, it's super male
1: dominated of? it's just like um it's just like awkward
0: because all like the this is it just the awkwardness or what's the the this the, the fear
1: um I'm not sure I don't <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to kind of vocalize like what specifically it is, but there's just this either there's there's things that have made women feel excluded. And so it's like a a way to be like, okay, well, women have felt excluded. Let's put together this program um, where we can, you know, like try to foster an environment to get over that Um, where it can be a bunch of women working together on something and you know they yeah
0: it's weird that know. this is even an issue you know it should just be like just go and make your stuff and I think what's great is like i uh, um, going and approaching younger women younger girls and stuff because that's great because it's great to show like with my daughter I'm like you do whatever you want you know like for me my perspective with her is like as long as you're not hurting yourself other people like you got my back I got you got my full support you know if you want to do like Whatever it might be, you know, whatever she decides that makes her happy, that's what I'll back that, you know, like I'm not going to put that down. Um, but I think that not everybody has that, you know, in their support group. My wife and I are very much like, just do what you want. What makes you happy? As long as you're doing it like, you know, you're not hurting anybody and yourself and you're cleaning up your room. Clean up your room. No, I'm joking. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not joking. No. Clean your room. No, <laughs> no, But, um, you know, not everybody has that kind of support at home. And I think that's really important to have. You mentioned, I remember reading like one of the comments, like it was a struggle for you to get where you are now. Um, do you feel that that's a common thing for people, like for women in the game industry? And, and what are those main struggles and how can we better educate people or help um, to so that they that it's not as difficult? And do you think part of the struggle is actually makes it better? Um, these are, I have a lot of random questions on that one. So sorry, I'm like barraging you with all those things, but. Yeah, what are your Um, thoughts on those? It's
1: just that there's not very many. When I started in games 10 years ago, there weren't very many women. There was like four in the company that I worked in. And so there's just like a different, you're just treated differently right out of the the gate. Um, And some people see it as a positive. I do not. Um, It's kind of everything you do is marred by... um, oh well it's because you're a girl or like there's just like this just underlying everything you do they act like they got to talk to you differently or they have to tiptoe around you or, or like oh we can't tell her jokes anymore it's like ah, oh, your jokes were never funny in the first place but whatever <laughs> um like it, it's just this weird like you, you can't win kind of a situation sure, like sure. uh and
0: you get a bunch of guys around; they're gonna, there's a completely different dynamic, you know, like just like butts yeah. and farts and boobs and all kinds of funny weird stuff, and that's because we're dumb and we think things are stupid are funny, you know, like it's just like the weird social things. So I get that; that makes sense, but it's like at the same time, that's got to be really awkward and, and and difficult to deal with, you know, because it's like don't yeah, and me it's different. not even that
1: girls don't think you know butts and farts are funny. It's more of when course. like yeah. it's more when um. You know, there's been situations where it's just clearly they don't think you're on the same level as them. Hmm. When words are used like "she's pretty good for a girl," Uh, Um, no, she is an incredible artist and is at or above your level. (laughs) Like that's it's more like that. And these are like little kind of they're called microaggressions. It's just sort of a thing over time. Like one of those is like, ah, whatever, not a thing. But when you hear them constantly throughout your entire career and people are just like sniping at you basically constantly, it gets under your skin. Again, it's like that thing I mentioned in the beginning of this, like the that one thing about how she got to where she was because of sexual favors. Sure. Um, had a guy tell me that I have only made it this far in games because of my tits um, and I'm not actually good at what I do. So like... You know, you get a it's just a thing that who would anyone ever say that to a dude? Like, I'm sure maybe once in a while something like that has been said, but like just a constant barrage of it all the time. And you start to it's it's like you start to question yourself is what happens. Mm. And this is kind of a common thing is you're like, well, is that why? And then then you get worried, like, did I only make it this far because people liked how I looked or liked that's you know
0: space
1: yeah yeah and and like how's that for self-doubt like yeah, maybe i'm yeah. not that good maybe it's this other thing that i have no control over that is also going to fade because i'm 32 now <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that stuff goes away gravity um, yeah, yeah. yeah that takes over <laughs> so it's like oh yeah. shit like am i just completely out of control of this and of course i'm not because nobody could make it as this far sure. in a career you gotta
0: know that by now right i would imagine yeah
1: of that's course true. of but, course but, but you're but
0: older like your original self when you're first 10 years ago you're, you're, yes. what you're talking about okay
1: yes and actually here's a i guess here's a better example like kind of tripped over my words for what the value of something like girls make games is that's kind of the value of it like putting them into a space where it's all about just bolstering your skills and bolstering your self-esteem the self-esteem thing is like really important building like self-confidence so that when faced with that stuff those girls can be like yeah no I know what I'm doing like I because they're kind of their baseline is confidence and hell yeah a, a level of like I know what I'm doing so that if you could edit that that's my answer for
0: that no no that's um, great no it's uh, yeah. you mentioned you're you're kind of fried because of all the work on too so yeah. which is I'm totally so fine and I'm s- it's s- a it's a late night podcast to everybody so it's just a more <laughs> chilled version so but no I mean it's totally fine I mean these are very these topics are highly emotional very powerful and 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 necessary to to communicate and talk about i i can't imagine how many people are going to reach out to you after having these conversations on this show talking about this stuff because i think it's really important for people to hear this men and women boys and girls uh, you know transsexuals everybody of all races i think it's really important the one thing one of my one of my points the things that i always it's just in my mind is that when i when it comes to art i'm very um just, it's just me. I judge the art based on my likeness of the art, my desire to continually, continually look at it and understand more of it. I do not care. I've never cared. Is it a man or a woman or what, how old, you know, like it's really never been that. And I think that, um, not everybody, uh, for some reason, I thought that that was like a common thing, but I guess like getting to know more people about like how they interact with art them studying go like oh it's a male thing or that's a female this and that it's like wow it's so intriguing because to me i guess there are artists that are specifically like gender-based artists and that's how they like that's their thing but for me it's always the art you know it's like it's the i look at the art if it's great it's great you know and i know it's great because it has all those things you know um but that's always been my perspective on it you know and that's why And I think like when we go into like all like that's the next thing I want to talk about is like equality in the workspace, you know, like what's your thoughts on that? What would be the like the ideal thing? Would it be 50-50 like where everybody is like they're all balanced and everybody is working at a great effort? Or would it be like um like what would it be In your perspective what would be an ideal situation so that things felt right? They flowed right work got done and people were, were progressing in a positive and strong manner.
1: I mean, I would never want productivity to change or quality to change, and nobody asking for diversification is asking for those things. Yeah. Like, there's this thought that people have that when that when people bring up diversifying, which means not just adding women to the workplace, but also people of color, because it's a primarily white, cis male industry.
0: Um, Damn those guys! So.
1: <laughs> and there's nothing like. People take offense to that as well. Like, sure, you can see that the, too. It's just they're the like, reality of it. Like, yeah. that's what the industry is is right now. Um, and so, when people are asking to diversify, no one's saying like, pick one of these minority people. But even though they have less talent, like, we're asking like, n- n- that's not the case.
0: Sure. Like,
1: it's you know, e- equal talented people. But just if you have you know, a woman candidate. Or a person of color candidate, that would be given priority, considering everything equal. Like nobody would be like, Oh, even though they're not as good at art, hire them. And then
0: that's not good. That's
1: bad. And that's you know, Is that gentrification? Is that what the topic?
0: Is that what the the technical word for it? Is it gentrification? I can't remember the technical word for that. Where you just hire no, based off of like um, no, gender? I don't no. remember what that.
1: Yeah. No, no, that's not gentrification. No, that's that's one. That's what like Silver Lake is. Oh. Like when <laughs> like a previously like poorer area gets like taken over by like.
0: That's white right. i think yeah, that's, what that's, gentrification that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> oh gender i don't know what it is i mean it's a late podcast don't don't, don't <laughs> <get> it. <laughs> no it's, um, it's but it's it's like it's 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 using so it's it's almost like just as bad i guess if that makes sense if like you get hired for that that would be for me that would be like reckoning because it's like a wrecking because it's like no like don't pick because i'm a white guy like look at my arts you know like judge me based on that which is but the, yeah. i
1: also don't think anybody does that like i don't sure, for any sure. case like i don't i don't think that companies they're probably not doing very well if they're doing this if they're hiring people just to fill quotas and I had a lot of people tweeting me about sure meritocracy and quotas and i don't know they're it's just made up like that just doesn't happen like mm-hmm. we don't have like a checkbox of like oh make sure we're hiring a woman like even though she's not as good, like that just doesn't. Because Does your
0: HR, HR. I mean, we can't. I don't want to name names, get in trouble. But like at HR, these companies, they're they're not thinking about that. you think, or they they are they oh, are I, aware. Do you think?
1: I have no idea, but sure. if, if that's the case, should, then I, you I should know, probably I've,
0: get those people on here. I'm curious to see, yeah, like, how, sure. they, how they deal with it. I don't know if they would do it if they're actively working at these companies, but at the same time, it's I think it's quite interesting. I think it's important to be cognitive of it, right, and cognizant of it, like just being aware sure. of like who is the, who are the people that are pushing the product the one thing i would say though is i think the reason why it's so male saturated is the output of games is is very mad they're very masculine games from my perspective i don't really play games to be completely honest the games that i do play are like Gran turismo and, <laughs> and like their race car games because i just like love cars and i'm such a goober for them but um like all these other games are like you know very violent or like i could call them punching and kicking games you know like um or they have like. but what
1: about that's like inherently masculine i guess because i i just don't see those as like i guess again that's sort of a systemic thing is like what is masculine and what is feminine and what is in between there's like a huge spectrum um of like where people fall in feeling very very femmy or feeling very masculine like I don't, I mean, I've played video games my whole life. Um, I've, you know, and I enjoy the type of content that I work on, like Last of Us and uh, Uncharted. And I guess you would see that the other thing is like Naughty Dog games in particular have, I think it was like a 47% female user base.
0: Oh, that's Um,
1: cool. And women make up a huge part of the market. And that's only talking about women too. That's not talking about like men of color, for instance, are sure, still sure. mostly left out of this industry. And you know, that's when people talk about diversifying. It's like when you when you <laughs> diversify your company, then you're just adding new perspectives. Like so, True. it just it yeah. just makes it easier to come up with kind of compelling content. Like, um, and just it's just sort of weird that you know white men are only a small portion of the country we live in um but they make up such a huge percentage of um these industries and that's all people are just calling out that that's a you know it's weird it's weird to see and, and people would like to see it change and uh there are People that are again a lot more eloquent than me that have written amazing articles on like why they think this is happening and sure. yeah. um, what they think can be done uh, to change it. And Girls Make Games is just one of those. There are a lot of other organizations that are working to kind of promote people moving into these industries at a very young age, and, and also trying to get people into these industries that are you know older. Like there's organizations that kind of help women you know get into coding right now uh so it's you know it's just a a push that's happening um in the industry to try to just kind of equal things out a little bit
0: i guess awareness is the key you know and being aware of it and stuff and then also i think um just people being aware and being um empathetical towards all the different spectrums i think is really important being having the empathy to understand what it must be to be anybody at any any discipline or any kind of angle basically i think is really key and just understanding um how to communicate i think that's that's what i think um the key here is communication and being clear and and direct and deliberate but at the same time being cognizant of everybody's agenda and not trying to step on toes but at the same time getting things done so it's very tricky it's very very dynamic very like um there's a lot of learning to to happen i think which is really interesting too but it's a great though because we have these things like podcasts and you know um, interactive medias and all that kind of stuff which is really good and people are getting more uh, becoming more aware of these things which i think is really important too so um yeah yeah. i
1: think twitter the one thing that i have found has been really positive from twitter is it helps me um I, be- I believe that we kind of live in these little bubbles and, and the influences and the artists that we see and you know, the stuff we read is kind of contained in, in these little you know, worlds sure. that we exist in. Yeah. And for me, Facebook is really notorious for this because you kind of have to like add friends and, to see their content and stuff like that. And yeah. um, stuff like Twitter, it kind of just opened it up for me where I could find like so many different types of artists who also like, kind of discuss their experiences. So I learn a lot from that. And then you get these links to articles and things where I'm like, oh, I've never thought about this perspective before. Oh, I didn't like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, and so that to me is the, the one major positive that I've found from Twitter is that it's kind of helped me learn more about this stuff. And um, I'm still learning. Obviously, it's a, you know, it's a relatively new thing for me to like be looking into things like this. Um, so yeah, the, Twitter has been instrumental in kind of changing my perspective on these things.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. Well, I guess um, the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about just to end on a really positive note, cause we should, these are, these are very complicated things. And I think um, if you're listening to this and it's like getting you active and thinking about stuff or, um, just engaging your thought like what can we do what would your perspective be for um, anybody of any kind of walk that wants to get into the game industry or for girls that want to get into the game industry like what's a positive thing that we can give them right now to kind of encourage their growth and development to, in th- for the future
1: um, I think just you know, people that are already in the industry in you know who Kind of represent that being visible and speaking up about things, um, and um, just yeah, promoting that confidence that there are th- these roles are here and um, for everybody. Like you know, just promoting confidence that it's it's a thing that is welcoming. It's just sort of from the outside, I'm sure, it seems like the worst type of environment to get into right now. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine wanting to work in this industry right now looking in. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's just trying to... Here, con- good
0: people yeah, here, though. Yeah,
1: I, I think that there's so much positive um, and so much momentum happening uh, yeah. that I, I hope that that's seen as a positive and welcoming thing yeah. um, where sometimes it can seem very dark. I hope it doesn't all look dark. outside.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I would. I would strongly encourage people not to because especially for your case study exactly is that you dealt with some trolls and some people and you turned it around based on your own momentum and you turned it into something positive, which now is a positively affecting somebody's life, which is great. And I think the key in the test here is that you found a tribe of people that align with your interest in a positive way and i think it's key for people to realize that there's good people out there and there's people that are not trying to be um just negative or bad or judging people they're trying to empower and and grow and and help and be positive and i think that's really key and and, and it's key to remember that i would say so yeah awesome there we go we'll end it on that note thank you guys so much yeah awesome and that concludes this week's episode. Big thank you to Alexandrie and for coming on the show and sharing her time with us this week. You can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectedpodcast.com slash 152, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.